Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is a really cool interview with another amazing woman in the middle about doing what you love after turning 50. My guest today shares what she was thinking, what it was like to think about 50 coming soon, what she enjoyed about planning her milestone, and what her plans are now that she's on the better side. (laughs) Today, we meet Cindy Lopez, a busy mom who cared for her ailing parents went back to school and finished her bachelor's degree in her 40s, and then finally got to focus on some exciting plans after she turned 50. Cindy eventually realized she was experiencing a classic midlife funk. Her kids were aging and turning 50 was indeed on the horizon. After her dad passed, she was able to pause, to breathe, and to realize where she wanted to go with her life. She couldn't ignore her passion for writing, but she didn't want to dive right in just yet. Cindy discovered how to use social media to share snippets of her writing as a baby step to write more, and this was just what she needed to set the stage for her to go in this direction. So without further ado, I can't wait for you to meet this very special 50-year-old woman in the middle. Enjoy the interview. Hey, Cindy, thanks so much for joining us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Thank you for having me, Susie. So one reason I really wanted to talk to you was, well, first of all, you entered the 50 Unplugged contest. So I was just so excited to get to talk to people who are turning 50 this year. As you know, I'm super excited about the whole topic of turning 50 and being in your 50s. And something that was really compelling about you was that you've always been a writer and that's part of your story. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first, Can you just tell me, I know you turned 50 this year, but tell me a little bit about what it was like going on in your 40s. What was happening in your life back then? Wow. Going into my 40s, there was so much going on. Um, My children were, of course, a decade younger than they are now, and they were fully involved in sports um, and school. And on top of all that, my husband was running the league. So that was very, very time-consuming for our entire family. What league was that? What league was that, Cindy? Football. Oh, football. So American. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So so that was busy in our lives at home, as well as I had gone back to work full-time shortly before that. And um, my mom fell ill as well. So there was a lot going on. In my early 40s, and unfortunately, my mom passed a few years later, and then it was taking care of my dad, and that was pretty much a full-time job. He was a handful. So basically, that took me into my late 40s. Wow, that decade sounds like it was a really, really chaotic time. So um, what I, <laughs> I know you are from New Jersey. And I'm originally from Philadelphia, so I'm just imagining, you know, I can hear it in your voice a little bit, a little bit of an accent. It just makes me feel so at home, except we were not playing football. I am one of five girls, (laughs) so we were up to our ears in marching band and 
uh, lots of chaos and running around, but your dad, your husband, not your dad, sorry, the kid's dad, your husband was dealing with running a league. You were working full time as a paralegal, right? Yes. Right. And then your mother became ill. Your father became ill. And I understand you also went back to school and finished your bachelor's degree. I did. In the midst of all this, I had an opportunity to finish my bachelor's degree. And I felt it's never a good time. If I don't do it now, another decade will go by, which is what have, what would have happened. And it was primarily classes online. I don't know how I did it. I honestly can tell you right now, I don't know how I did it. But I'm glad I did it when I did. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you did it either. I'm having a flashback to those. Remember the early years with the babies and how everything is just chaotic and you don't even know how you're progressing from one day to the next? Exactly. I don't know how you did it either. Amazing. Yeah, so my 40s were basically um, just I was in hyperspeed mode. I rarely had a chance to pause and take a breath, but you know, you get through it just like everything else. And I believe it's one of those things when you look back in hindsight and say, how did I do it? I don't know. I don't know how I did it, but, yeah, but it worked. Yeah, I totally hear you. And, and sometimes, like to me, it sounds like you were in a classic midlife funk somewhere along there. And I'm, I'm wondering when you kind of noticed that something was off. Like I know you were torn in way too many directions for so long. And then your time did eventually free up. But when do you think you realized that something was off? I think it was after my dad passed because that, that period of time was very stressful on top of everything else that was going on. And when he passed, it was almost like, wow, I don't know how not only myself, but my husband and my sisters got through that period of time. It was, um, it was almost after the fact, where, again, you look back and you say, I don't know how I got through that, but I did. I did what needed to be done at the time, and I showed up for everybody that needed me to show up, I hope. And that, at that point, my children were also, my one son was in college, and my other son was a junior in high school, and my life changed a lot, at, pretty much from that moment when my dad passed. Um, so I was able to pause then. I was able to breathe. And I was able to look back and take note of, you know, where I was, where I was headed, and how I want to go from here with my life. I can, I have some control now over how I spend my energy. And let me make it clear to myself, especially how I want to spend that energy. Oh, I love that. And certainly, the way you're talking now is not at all how most of us talk when we're in a midlife funk. And the way you talked about it, about not really recognizing how bad it was when you were in the middle of it, that you're just in survival mode and, uh, and mm -hmm. you know, the extent to which something was really off. But now, in hindsight, you can see it clearly. So this was about two summers ago when things changed again. And then after the change, the other thing that was happening was 50 was on the horizon. Yes. Yes. So what did that mean to you? So you, uh, two, you were about two years from 50 at that point. It was on the horizon. You had this milestone coming down. <laughs> and what did you make that mean? 
Um, I started focusing more, again, on my writing. I had a few things, articles published. I also then decided to take my personal writing that I never showed anyone in my life, and um, I took excerpts from them, and I started making quotes online. So I created a few social media pages, one on Facebook and one on Instagram, and I took excerpts from my writing and put it with my photos, and I created inspirations and it's just my way of continuing to create and I felt like this was a a baby step towards me really getting my life back into writing and what I eventually want to do. It was a way of fitting in snippets the writing in my life because that's what fulfilled me. Right. Um, So yet I couldn't delve into it 100% just yet. Yes, yes, I totally hear you. So I know one thing that came up when we spoke uh, briefly in our pre-interview was that you participated in um, writing and putting yourself out there in the early part of your career where you had something that I bet our listeners will remember because we're a bunch of women in the middle on the podcast and listening, uh, but something called an e-zine. So can you tell us a little bit about how you used to write uh, because it's clear that um, you're very excited about taking baby steps to get writing really going in your life again. So when did you start to write originally with the e-zine? Well, I started writing professionally through a website I had created called njparalegal.com. I found that a lot of my fellow students um, at the time, we were looking of ways to connect with each other. And when the internet started, I thought, well, this is a great way to share information. We used to have a meeting once a week with paralegals, I'm sorry, once a month with paralegals at our school, and we would all swap ideas like, oh, you know, so-and-so is hiring. Do you, would you be able to send me a form that I need to cre- you know, create something for my job? And in those monthly meetings, I realized we really need to network, and these meetings are important, but maybe there's a way that we could communicate in a different way. This was around the year 2000, and the internet was really new, um, and we had email at the time. We did not have social media, so I created something by email, if any of you remember, called an e-zine, which is now the blog. Um, so every month, my fellow paralegal readers would get an e-zine in their mailbox on information based on our industry and other Um, information we might need about events as well as job postings and things of that nature. So I created my own networking tool for my industry and it eventually led to some speaking engagements and teaching and it took me in places that I never thought I would be and it was a really exciting time. Wow, I have to tell you that was very innovative. I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face. (laughs) Because that was so innovative to see new technology come on and start to be available to you and to be able to apply it in a way that helped other people in your industry and helped you. Because as you mentioned, you have always been creative and you naturally gravitated toward networking and writing which is so, so cool. So thank you for sharing that. And now I know that um, you want to start a blog again, but before we get into that, I just, I'm so fascinated by how people think about turning 50. So this was your year to turn 50. 
And when you um, were thinking about your birthday and thinking about your milestone, what was going through your mind? Did you care? Did you want to mark it in a special way? Uh, did it just seem like any old birthday? What was going on with you about turning 50 this year? No, it was definitely a special birthday for me. I was actually looking forward to it for the reason that, again, I felt like my life was back on track and we had planned a move, um, which we will be doing soon. Oh, tell and me, where are, you, felt, where are you moving, Cindy? We are moving to South Carolina, just outside of the Myrtle Beach area. We know the area very well. My son, my youngest son is in college down there right now. And... It's just a place that we would love to, we are planning on semi-retiring. And what that means for both my husband and I is that we will be able to move down there and live a little bit of an easier lifestyle. And we love the weather down there. It still has four changes of the four seasons. And, but the winter is shorter, the summer is longer. So we're looking forward to that. That's so cool. So you started to put together a plan, a kind of a pre-retirement plan. What exactly did you do for your actual birthday? I had a women's luncheon. Actually, my husband and my sisters and my best friends planned it. In my backyard, I didn't want a party with 100 people. I wanted a core group of family and friends, women. And we basically had an afternoon. Luckily, my, ba- my birthday is in June, and it was the first non-raining weekend we had in the entire spring here in New Jersey. So it was a beautiful day and my sisters got me a tiara and we had a wonderful luncheon. Oh my God. My I, also, I also got a tiara, a tiara for my 50th birthday. <laughs> I think everybody should get a tiara for their 50th birthday. <laughs> Absolutely. The midlife princess. Oh my gosh. So you were sparkling and it sounds like you're your acknowledgement of your, um, you know, your welcoming to this new decade was exactly what you wanted. I have to say it made me feel empowered. Oh, tell me more. Why did you feel empowered? What was going on with you about that? I felt like for the first time in a long time, I had not only a clear picture of my future, but I felt like I knew I had more, again, I had more time to think about my future, plan my future, as well as decide how it was going to go and how I was going to create this future. Of course, life always throws us a monkey wrench, but for the first time again, after those 40s, which were very chaotic, I was able to take a breath and say, okay, you're back. Where do you want to continue from here? I love that you just said you're back because one of the things that I hear oh, so often with my clients is that when they finally create that space to make a plan again, it is that feeling of I'm back. Like I haven't planned so intentionally in 20 years or so. And now finally, mm-hmm. finally I have the time to focus on uh, my own goals a little bit more than I have in a very, very long time. Yeah. So good. So good. So one of the things that has always fulfilled you has been writing. So it doesn't sound like it was a huge surprise that you started to have ideas of how you could write and contribute that way. So what is it that you are planning exactly 
that has to do with writing once you, once you get settled and move and the whole thing? What's going to happen? My plan is that I will be continuing working on my blog. I have not yet made it public, but the blog is When the Clock Strikes Midlife. This seemed to me a natural transition of what was going on in my life, the lives of my friends, and it's something that we constantly talk about among women and men our age, and it is a huge life change. Some of us choose to ignore it. Some of us choose to be upset about it. Some of us choose to be triumphant about it. And I find it interesting the way different people handle it. So I always believe that attitude is the most important thing in any situation. So I always knew that for me, self-care was very important. And I realized in my 40s that it was one of the most important things because as a caregiver in all of your roles, especially as women, we are at the bottom of the totem pole and everybody, including the dogs, the cats, and the fish, get taken care of before us. So I really wanted to go in that direction and use my passion for writing in sharing that information and networking that information with fellow midlifers. Love it, love it. And um, Cindy, one of the reasons I... I really love your story about how you're embracing writing again, that it was gone but not forgotten, is that um, it's so in line with the reason that I created this brand new program called 50 Unplugged Mastermind myself. And the main reason is because it's so important for women our age to unplug from the stereotypes, the stigma, the negativity about turning the page on this new chapter to see all of the opportunity that's there for us. And sometimes the opportunity isn't obvious. For you, it was obvious because not only did you turn 50, but your parents, uh, you didn't have to care for your parents anymore. That massive and painful transition kind of happened. Both of your kids um, graduated or or are at university, so you do have empty nest, and you're kind of marking the move with your birthday um, and um, moving to exactly where you want to go. So it's for you, it seemed kind of clear, but for so many people, especially women in the middle, I mean, I care about men too, but not so much in this podcast. <laughs> I know we have male listeners, which, and I welcome them, um, but I really, as you know, um, men can certainly get a lot out of the messages that we talk about here, but when it comes to Women, that's who I can speak to directly because of my own experience. And also the 50 Unplugged Mastermind is just for women. But it's so easy not to see the opportunity. And so much of it does have to do with attitude and awareness of our thoughts about what we make 50 mean, what we make aging mean. And just to gradually understand that those thoughts are optional. So with that, what advice would you give other women in the middle out there who are in a midlife funk, who see 50 coming down the pike? What would you say to them um, to prepare for this very important and I think exciting milestone? Exactly. And I think it's just that. I think it's attitude. Um, You keep seeing things that say, you know, 50 is the new 30. And I strongly believe that. I think everything is how you see it, how you project it, 
And it is a fun and exciting time. You just have to find yourself again. I think one of the best ways to get some clarity on what you would like to do going forward and what your plan may be is do some soul searching and some brainstorming. I think that even if it's jotting down or going down memory lane and think about what you liked as a kid, was it bike riding? Perhaps maybe you want to get back into that again. Was it playing the piano or was it you never got to play the piano as a child and thought, you know what, I always wanted to play the piano. I'm going to take a class. Or again, for me, not only writing, but networking was always a big thing for me. Even when I was a child, I was always creating clubs. And you can morph that into something. Create a group in your area for um, reading a book monthly, a book of the month club, or whatever it might be. Whatever you would like to expend your energy on by choice and whatever fulfills you, I feel is the way to go. And whether you're working or you're taking care of family, should really try to carve a little piece of that time and energy for yourself, even if it's literally for 30 minutes a week or even 30 minutes a month, you will feel much better and you will feel empowered to go forward and it will keep you young and it will keep you involved and it will keep you happy. No doubt about that. Oh my gosh, I love that you uh, notice the importance of reflecting back to your childhood. I talk to clients all about that a lot. And in fact, I even have a worksheet about that. And I believe so strongly that what you loved as a kid, you will absolutely love and get joy from as an adult. And what you noticed about yourself, which many people might not notice, like it's one thing to notice painting and bike riding, but it's another thing to notice that you are a connector and that you have always loved connecting people and networking and that you actually have some skill in doing that. And you've been doing it for decades. So I love that. That's exactly the type of thing to look back on when you're reassessing your skills and what gave you joy and where you want to go in the future. So Cindy, can you tell us how our listeners can follow along? Sure. Well, it can be found at www.whentheclockstrikesmidlife.com. And I welcome any ideas. You can also reach me on Instagram at when the clock strikes midlife. And you can always message me there. I welcome any ideas. And again, I look at this as another networking opportunity with my fellow midlifers. I love it. Thank you so much, Cindy. I will put those links on the show notes. Cindy, thank you so much for sharing your story and some just even for making some time to do the interview because you are moving and you do have a lot going on right now. Um, I think you can see from just the hard work you've done to really think about what you want, that there's no doubt that you will absolutely create what it is that you want. You've got your pre-retirement plan going. You're moving to a warmer climate. You understand exactly what's important to you in terms of fulfillment. You want to write. You want to connect. And it just sounds like a very exciting plan. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I want to welcome you to this most amazing decade. And um, again, thanks so much for sharing. Thank you so much for having me, Susie. It was a lot of fun. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I look forward to the future. That's it for this episode. I'm sure you'll agree Cindy really feels like she is back. She figured it out. She created 
a space to actually intentionally create her future. I love all that creation. Notice how her passion for writing was always there, even though it looked quite different over the years. Also, Cindy's blog is public now. It's called When the Clock Strikes Midlife, and you can find it at www.whentheclockstrikesmidlife.com. You can also find Cindy on Instagram at When the Clock Strikes Midlife. That's something to really take to heart, too. When you're not sure what your passion is or what would make you happy, look to what has always made you happy, even as a kid. There are clues there for sure. And I have a worksheet to help you figure this out as well. You can find it at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash passion project 50. I love Cindy's advice about attitude too. Her perspective about self-care from the caregiver perspective was quite insightful, right? So really having somebody who's been a caregiver for so long talk about self-care and the importance of self-care. Even a little bit of time consistently will totally make a big difference. I'm excited to hear about what you do with all of this helpful info. Check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. Also, remember to check out my free Facebook group, The Women in the Middle Community at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. It's for women just like you. And finally, if you like what you've heard on today's episode, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review, which of course is greatly appreciated. Let's do this, ladies, one bold and brave thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening. 